Let's stand together. Luke chapter 15, beginning in verse number 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. When he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. When he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and before thee am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatty calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead, is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. I'll stop reading there, but I want to share a thought uh, this morning that the Lord has so dealt with my heart about. You've been coming here long enough to know that I've preached several messages in this chapter. I've preached a message on this son who left his father's house. I've preached a message on the elder brother. We didn't read that. It continues on from where we stopped off. I've preached a message in this text about the father. I've preached a message in this text about what are we going to do with the goods that has been given unto us. I've preached a message in this text on the servants. I've preached a message in this text on the citizen. And as I got home Friday evening from the camp meeting, I began to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me to preach Sunday? And the Lord dealt with me, Luke chapter 15. And this is what I think, and this is what I thought. There's not another message in that. I mean, you preach 10 messages in one little portion of Scripture. And the Lord dealt with me and said, oh, no. No, there's so much in there to preach. And he began to deal with me about a thought, and I want to share it with you this morning. This is a very serious message that the Lord's given us today. But I'm going to preach a message entitled this. Listen now. Determined, determined to get up determined to get up. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for each one that is here, each member, each visitor, each young person, each one, God, that has felt led to come by this place today. And I ask, Lord, that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit of God. Help me to be able to preach this message exactly, word for word, the way that I felt, God, that you preached it to me. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for everything that's done. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. 
and thank you for being here, and thank you for the cold water. What a blessing. That water is so cold, it has ice chunks in it. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. Determined to get up. I noticed here in our text that I have studied about this younger son. And we find in our scriptures where this younger son goes to the father. And he says, I would ask that you would give me the portion of goods that would fall to me. And we read in this text where his father gives him his portion. But what this younger son does is a very troubling thing, but it's a real thing. He takes all of his inheritance that was given to him by his father, and he goes out into a country, and there he wastes everything that has been given to him by his father. We find in this text to where it leads him to. It leads him down. It leads him down. It, it leads him further and further down until he finally finds himself in a hog's pen eating the husk, eating the slop of the world, eating the things that the hogs did eat. And then we get to the place to where the Bible says that he came to himself, his mind become clear, and he began to think about the position that he was in. See, he was so determined to leave. He was so sad in his heart. I'm getting out of here, man. I'm going out, and I'm going to enjoy the things of the world. I have determined it in my heart, and I am gone. And he did exactly what he determined to do. But now we find him in this low place in life, and we see that now he is determined to get up. He is determined to get up. Notice the words in verse number 18 is where we'll begin this morning. He says, I will arise. I will arise. Now may I point out to you this morning these words that Jesus is teaching us in verse number 18. These are not words that he has yet spoken with his lips. These are merely words that he is thinking in his heart. He is thinking these words in his heart, I will arise. When you study those words, I will arise, it means that he was determined to do something. He was determined to do something. And the first thing that the Lord dealt with me about, and you need to hear this, this message is for everyone that's in the building and those that are listening online and those that will hear this message on Sermon Audio or Facebook at a later date. He says, I am determined. And what was he determined to do? He was determined to quit some things. He was determined to quit some things. When I began to study this, I asked the Lord, Lord, what was he determined to quit? Look in verse number 13 with me. He says, not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. He is now determined, you know what? I could not wait to get here, but now I cannot wait to leave. 
I am determined in my heart, I am going to leave this for a country. In verse number 14, the Bible calls it a famine land. In verse number 15, the Bible calls it fields where he fed the hogs. In verse number 16, it talks about feigning the field with the slop of the world. In other words, what this son is saying is this, I am sick and tired of where I'm at. I'm tired of being in this hog pen. I'm tired of being in this low place. I'm tired of lusting after what the hogs, the slop of the world is giving me. I'm sick and tired of the slop. I want to ask you something this morning. You tired of it? You getting tired of the slop of the world? Because until you get tired of the slop of the world, you will not get up. Until you get to the place where you are, ter- you are determined in your heart, I am quitting this, I am leaving this place, I am getting out of here, I am not staying in this country any longer. And that is the place that we find this son. He is tired of being here. You tired of being there? I'm asking you, you ever get tired of this being there in your life, where you're at? what's around you, what you're dealing with, the decisions that you've made, the places you're going, when you get tired of that, you'll get up. Did you hear me this morning? When you get tired of that, you'll get up. He was tired of that place. What does it mean to be determined? It means to settle it in your heart. It means he had a firm, fixed decision and he had a purpose. See, this son had a purpose. At first we read his purpose was to leave. His purpose was to get away from the father. His purpose was to get out into the world. And now that he's out in the world, he's finding now that he's in a place that he probably never even dreamed he was going to be in. And that's exactly what the world will do to you. It'll keep driving you down further and further and further down. And then finally, just prayerfully, one day you will get to a place to where you'll say, I'm getting up and I'm getting out of here. Are you with me? He was determined to quit the country he was living in. I can remember as a young man, there was some things in my life that I started doing. There was some sins in my life that I started being a part of. And it's funny, even as a young man who did not know Jesus, I kindly set some boundaries in my life. I will go to here, but I will not cross that boundary. I will sin and I will do this. I will do this drug, but I will not do that drug. I will go this far, but I will not cross those boundaries. And I never will forget a time in my life. I was about 18 going on 19 years old. And I I found myself in a position that I never dreamed I was going to get in. I did not cross the line. I jumped the line. And I went way down here in sin that I had no idea I was ever going to get in. And I could not sleep that night. And I stayed awake all night. And I finally figured out something in my heart. I was not controlling my sin. My sin was now controlling me. And when I come to the realization that I could no longer control my sin, but now my sin was controlling me, I never will forget it. Brother Grayson Bell, I was there in that bed that night, and I was laying awake, and finally in my heart, this come to me. I am sick, and I am tired of who I am, and I am sick and tired.
tired of the way that I'm going and I'm going to determine in my heart I am getting out of this country that I'm living in. You ever been there? I was there. And I was determined in my heart that I was no longer going down that road. Stay with me now because this is very important. This young man was determined to quit some things. He was determined to quit the country that he was in, the far country, the famine land, where he was eating the slop of the world. He was determined to quit that. But not only was he determined to quit the country, listen to this, he was determined to quit the companions he was there with. The companions he was there with. That means the fellowship, the company. I can look across this congregation and I can tell you something I've seen. Slowly, little by little, you can see people changing. You can see it. You, you, you can see their lives. They was fired up for Jesus. They was living for the Lord. They was faithful to the things of God. They was, had a fire in their soul. They had joy in their face. They had, they had everything spiritually in their life, and they seemed so strong with their walk with Jesus. But then little by little, you see those people begin to change. I'm going to tell you the reason for those changes. A lot of it's because the company you're keeping. A lot of it has to do with the company that you're keeping. See, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you're around the wrong people. And it don't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you're going the wrong places. And it don't take a genius to see it that you're really starting to really get messed up. Are you with me? Amen. Some of you ladies in here that used to be fired up for the Lord, now you're starting to hang out with some people down in that far country and it's messing you up. It's getting you so messed up spiritually. Hey, listen, you think you got to be around that girl. You think you got to be around that woman. You think you got to be around that co-worker. And you know what it's doing? It's causing you to slowly but surely drift out into the far country. Some of you men in here have been around them women, been around some of those other men. You say, preacher, Keith, what are you preaching? I'm preaching the truth. And, and sometimes you think to yourself, you got everything under control. Let me tell you something, you're drifting out into the far country. And I pray this morning you'll realize, you know what? I'm going to determine in my heart I'm quitting that. I'm quitting it. I'm quitting it. I'm quitting it. You say, preacher, could you call names if God had let me? Because <laughs> it's so obvious, man. Everybody can see it. Are you with me this morning? I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that somehow the Holy Spirit will deal with you. I pray somehow the Holy Spirit will deal with you and you will determine in your heart, I am leaving this place. And you know what? I'm leaving that company. Some of you right now need to delete some numbers out of your phones. You just need to delete them, man. 
You need to get your phone at the end of this message. You need to go down some of those names in your contacts, and you need to delete them. Not because you're better than them, but what you need to realize is they are not building you up spiritually. They're tearing you down spiritually. They're causing your life not to grow for the cause of Christ. They're causing your life to fall into the things of the world. Are you with me this morning? I told you, man, it's a serious message. I mean, this is as serious as a message as I've preached in a long, long, long time. This thing is real, man. This thing is as real as it gets. And this prodigal son, this son who had left the father's house, man, he got so tired of the country he was living in, and he left his company. You say, who was his company? His company was a man they called the citizen. He was the man who lived there. And then his own brother said about him in verse number 30, he said, he said your son has been wasting all of his living on harlots. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Some of you young guys in here that's trying to get your life straightened up, but you keep on going back to that one girl. And you can't see it, but don't you realize what she's doing to you? And some of you young girls in here, you just have to keep on going back to that one guy. Can you not see what is going on in your lives? Can you really not see that there has to come a time in your life if you're going to be able to move on and do what God would have you to do? You're going to have to leave that country and you're going to have to leave the company that he's associated with in that country. I see it all the time. Brother Grayson, we've talked about it, and I see it all the time. I see young men and young ladies and older men and older ladies who comes over here to this church on a Monday night who has an addiction in their life. And they walk down into this building, and Jesus begins to deal with their hearts, and he saves their soul, and you see a change in their life, and they begin to grow into the things of God, and they begin to grow into the child of God that God saved them to be. But then they graduate from that program, and then they go into these step-downs, and they go into these houses, and they surround themselves with the same kind of people that God just brought them out of. And the next thing you know, within a couple of months, whether it be six months or a year, they come right back through the same program again. What is wrong with that picture? You didn't delete them contacts, did you? You went back to the same company in the country that God brought you out of. You got your feelings hurt, and somebody made you mad, and your girlfriend broke up with you. And your buddy won't answer your call. And you lost your job. But instead of running to Jesus and running the altar, you run back to that same country that Jesus brought you. You know I'm preaching the truth. You run back to that same country that Jesus had just brought you out of. You run back to that same company that the Lord done told you to turn away from. But you feel like they are the only ones that care. I'm telling you, there's someone cares more than all of them. And his name is Jesus this morning. Amen. 
I'm begging you. I'm begging you in the name of Jesus. Turn away. Quit the country. Quit the companions and get up and run towards Jesus this morning. Are you with me? You know I'm telling you the truth. Delete them contacts. I can remember as a little boy, my daddy smoked. And he just didn't smoke. He burnt the house down. When the sun would shine through the windows in our living room, there would be a cloud of Marlboro smoke in the living room. You know what I'm talking about. And I remember one time my daddy had this little glass tube, and it said, in case of emergency, break. And inside of that glass tube was a cigarette. <laughs> That's funny to me. You know what some of you are doing? You got this list in your phone, and you're not going to call them this morning because there's no emergency. But when there is an emergency, that's exactly who you call every single time. You know why? Because that's exactly who the devil wants you to call. Because he knows until you quit that country, until you quit that company, you're not coming out. You might come out for a space. You might come out for a season. But I want to report to you this morning, you have got, you have got to determine in your heart. You have got to fix it in your soul. You have got to make up your mind like you've never made up your mind before. I am not going back. Are you with me? Please be with me this morning. And it's just not drugs and alcohol, it's the other things that we do. It's the friends we run around with. It's the girls that we get ourselves caught up around. It's the co-workers. It's the one at first we didn't think was going to mean any harm, but they're killing you. They're robbing you of the spiritual things that God has in your life. Are you with me? You must determine. You must set your mind. You must determine with everything that is in you. No, 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 I'm not going there. I'm not going there. He determined to quit. What did he quit? He quit the country. He quit his companions. And he determined to quit. But you know what else he did? Number two, listen to me. Not only did he determine to quit, he determined to go. Look in verse 18. He says, I will rise and go to my who? Father. He said, I am going to fix it in my heart. I am not going to my brother. I am not going to the servants. I am not going to a preacher. I am not going to a friend. When I get up out of this hog pen, I am going back to my father. Some of you this morning, you need to get up out of your pew and run down to this altar and fall on your knees and call on your heavenly Father for help today. Run to the Father, child of God. Run to the Father. Run to the Father's house. Back to my Father. 
in verse number 17, he realized the blessings from my father's house are, are more than anything that the world could ever offer. And sometimes, sometimes, please hear this, sometimes we really don't know what we've really got until it is gone. Man, the peace I had at the Father's house, the joy I had walking with Jesus, the season in my life where my mind was clear. You women, when you used to look at your husband and you was just so thankful, and you husbands would look at your wives and you was so thankful, and those little pitter-patters of those feet running through the living room and down the halls. You would, you would look and you would hear that and you would say, thank you, Lord, for your blessings in my life. But now, something about that wife just, just ain't what it used to be. You know, something about that husband just... Just ain't what it used. Did you know that? Did you notice when all that started changing? Did you notice when all that started changing? It was when you walked out of the father's house and you started headed towards the far country and you got down there around some company that you didn't need to be around because she don't like her husband and now she don't want you to like yours. And when you get down there around that company, boy, it'll get you messed up. It'll get you so messed up. Sometimes I go to sleep before my wife, and I'm a side sleeper. Some's back sleepers, and some's belly sleepers. And if you sleep on your belly, how do you breathe? <laughs> Maybe it's because my belly's getting bigger. <laughs> so I'm a side sleeper, and I like to sleep with a pillow. And my wife coming out the other night and she said, Good night, I love you. And I said, I love you too. And she said, Don't sleep with my pillow. <laughs> she said, I come in here the other night and you was asleep and I had to get my pillow from you. But there's something she don't know. I grab that pillow up and I hold it real close to me sometimes and I go to sleep. And I smell her on that pillow. It don't take me long to figure out whether it's her pillow or my pillow, because my pillow don't smell like her pillow. <laughs> and I smell her on that pillow. And sometimes I'll lay there and I'll smell her on that pillow and I'll pray for my family and I'll pray for my wife and I'll go to sleep holding her pillow. I don't want to have to wait until the Lord takes me home or takes her home before I realize the blessings of the pillow. Are you with me? I don't want to wait. God's been good to me. God's been good to you. And he's blessed us, child of God. And you know what he's trying to do this morning? You know what he's trying to do this morning? Whether it just be one out of this great congregation of people. He's just trying to get one person here this morning to say, you know what? I'm going back to the Father. That's all he's trying to do. 
Do you understand how much he loves you today? This is not a mean message. This is not a hard message. This is a message of truth to let you know that the Father loves you so much that he's placed it on my heart to pretty much beg you to get tired of what the world's giving you. I'm just one beggar speaking to a bunch of beggars trying to tell you where you can go get you some bread. Are you with me? The blessings. Something else he was determined to do, and we're about finished. Stay with me in verse number 18. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. You know what this son was determined to do? Get right with God. He was determined to get right with God. I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I've sinned against heaven. That means he's missed the mark. He's offended. He's erred. He's, he's got faults in his life. And, and notice what he said here. I will arise and go to my father and say, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Hey, listen, it was not his brother's fault. It wasn't his mama's and daddy's fault. It was his fault. And he recognized his fault. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? Now, remember, he's still thinking all of this in his mind. He's still down there on that hawk's pen, and he's determining in his own heart. He's saying, man, I'm leaving this place. I'm leaving these people. I, I'm going to get right with God. I'm going I'm I'm to confess to my Father. I'm going to get this stuff off of me. I cannot keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going home. I mean it in my heart. I'm going home. I've sinned against heaven. Listen closely. There's a man in the Bible by the name of David. David slept with a woman by the name of Bathsheba. And when David slept with a woman by the name of Bathsheba, he tried to cover up his sin, and he had Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, killed. And then David wrote Psalm 51 after that. Listen to what he said. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy love and kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me throughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Listen to what he says in verse 4. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. You know what this son realizes? This son realizes that his sin, he did it in the face of God. Not only did he do it in the face of God, he did it in the face of his father. And we'll hide and we'll pretend and we'll act like no one knows. And you might have it hid from everyone around you, but you do not have it hid from God. And what you need to realize, child of God, is this. You are sinning right in the face of of God. You are taking your life and what you're doing and you're pretty much just throwing it in God's face and saying, this is what I'm doing in the face of God. And he's saying, I acknowledge my sin. I realize where I've messed up. He said, I've sinned against heaven and before thee. 
In your presence, I've done this, God. Notice what happens when you're really determined. Notice what happens when you're really determined, when you're really, truly sick of who you are and what's been going on in your life. Notice what happens. You can tell that this boy was really determined because look at verse number 18. Look at the first words. It says, I will arise. Look at verse number 20, and it says, and he arose. See, he said all of this in his heart. He said all of this in his mind. But now it comes time to do something with what you have said. Are you with me? I feel like all of a sudden people starting to get distracted. I feel like all of a sudden you're beginning to fog out on the message. Please hear this. As much as God's willing to help you, the devil's trying to fight to keep you from getting some help. Don't fog out on the message. He said it in his heart. Then he done something with it. He arose. And when he got up, look what he did. Read it with me. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight am no more worthy to be called thy son. And the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. He's alive again. He was lost and he's found. And they began to be merry. Do you catch what happened in this text? Catch it now. He said it in his heart. Now he's meeting it with his life. He begins to take steps towards the Father. And notice when he began to take steps to the Father, the Father didn't take steps towards him. The Father ran to him. And you know what we need to do today? We need to realize I'm tired of who I am. I'm tired of what I'm doing. I'm tired of the company I'm keeping. I'm headed back to the Father. And if you would just start taking some steps this morning towards Him, the Scripture teaches us that He will run towards you. And when He gets to you, He's not going to say this. I told you, you sorry dog. I told you, you worthless, no good for nothing, nobody. You know what he's going to say when he gets to you? He's going to fall on your neck. He's going to show you compassion. And he's going to love on you. And he's going to say, welcome home. You know what it's time to do now? It's time to have a real party. Amen. It's time to have a real party. And in this party, you'll remember everything about it. In this party, we'll be praising the Lamb of God. In this party, we'll be together as children of God. And in this party, there'll be some singing and some dancing. Amen. Because God is good. Amen. Amen.